Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Go Play That podcast. My name is Rob Cook. I'm joined by Tom Wolford. Good afternoon, sir. And we are back after a week off. Um, we've decided to move to a every other week release schedule because recently became clear that uh, we weren't able to sustain a weekly cast without um, severely upsetting ourselves. <laughs> like, try, try, just trying to find time to do it with uh, what has become... Um, a very busy lifestyle for all of us. Like all of us have, for different reasons, now have a lot more to do uh, for work and for just stuff other than other than go play that. So it's made it very difficult to stick to a weekly format. So we're moving to bi-weekly. We're moving to uh, trying to record as much as we can at the weekends. But with that, we're um, we're hoping to have more to talk about. Like have some more different topics for discussion to to save up for each other week. Um, and with that, I was going to start by talking about what the two of us have been playing. Um, did you want to start with, with you, what you've just spent some time with, Tom? Can do. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not massively in-depth. I mean, sure. going back to what you just said about the uh, the lifestyle thing, mm. uh, that makes it, I think it's very difficult to play enough of something new mm. every week to to really give a good sort of hands-on feel of how that game runs exactly yeah um, we've been we've been uh running with the format of just what we've been playing recently and uh over several weeks we didn't really have anything new uh and struggled to really come up with something worth discussing so so now with this but, slight uh, change of format like that should m- make it a bit easier it should but we are all playing like massive games yes. as well <laughs> I know, I think Stu is like hundreds of hours into Nier now, I think, yeah, or Neo. He uh, put both. <laughs> uh, I know Earl has been big into Zelda. Um, mm-hmm. So so there's some big games there. I think it's about this time of the release schedule as well, where some of the big sort of summer blockbusters start creeping out before the Christmas rush. Yeah. Um, and, you know, trying to trying to fit 40 hours of gameplay into a weekly schedule is... is something that we don't really have the time for. So that said, leaving aside Mass Effect, which has been my big game. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I, I kind of want to, I do kind of want to say a little bit about Mass Effect in the fact that I think in some ways it's been unfairly maligned. Like I'm still having a lot of fun with that game in terms of the missions. Mm. Like the dialogue and the, the cutscenes, I'm generally skipping through, but actually being planet side and running around, it's, it's more Mass Effect. And I think that's that's good enough for me. Um, so I've been playing quite a lot of that. But then I also checked out um, one of the PS Plus new releases mm-hmm. for April. Uh, bearing in mind that I haven't managed to touch the PS Plus releases for February or March yet. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Yeah, but uh, they they dropped a they dropped a new game which um, is kind of suited to my lifestyle at the moment, which is fast and frantic online shooter uh, called Drawn to Death. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you've managed to play any of it or if you've, you don't even have Plus anymore, do you? No, I, I've not uh, renewed. I I lost my Plus subscription. or It lapsed at the end of February and Disc Jam wasn't enough. And from what I know of this game, Drawn to Death is definitely not enough. Um, I know that it's designed by David Jaffe who did Twisted Metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that it's pretty abrasive, and it's a, is it yes. a, is it a four player free for all shooter? Yes, I mean that's as far as I've got. I haven't even like I've just about played enough uh, games to get into the rank match mm-hmm. uh, option. So at the moment, it's a every man for themselves four uh, like four player death match yeah. shooter. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned Twisted Metal because that was always a game that I wanted to own and never managed to own it back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was quite excited, like irrationally almost, by, <laughs> by seeing like, oh, this guy's in a new game. Okay, now's the chance. And I think before I get into the game, it does worth mentioning that what we are seeing is there seems to be a trend of trying to get the next Rocket League on PS Plus. Yeah. Like, like just- Rocket League... 
yeah, it had this runaway success. You know, mm-hmm. it went crazy. People was it? It was still like the most downloaded game um, last year. It was the most um, most downloaded game in twenty sixteen, despite the fact that it was actually on plus in twenty fifteen. Yeah. Um, so it it had earned a lot of money, even though it was available for everyone with a plus subscription in the month it came out. Like, yeah, it's a huge success. And then the Disc Jam in in March, the previous uh, month of PlayStation Plus. Uh, free games mm. uh, from what I could see was attempting to do something similar just in the way the game looked and what it was offering it uh, very much looked like it was trying to tap into that uh, market or tap in like jump on that success and uh, I guess this one an- another multiplayer focused or multiplayer only uh, free game from PlayStation Plus yeah you could definitely uh, look at it cynically in in that way <laughs> I don't know if it's cynical. I think it's it's a good business option if you have a if you have a game type that fits that. Mm-hmm. But there is that old adage that lightning doesn't strike twice, and I think yeah. it's very difficult to like. This jam was good. Mm-hmm. It is a nice little game to play. Uh, it is again. I don't think you can lose sight of the fact it was a two man team Shh. making that game. Yeah. So you know, for for what they had was fairly solid. People seemed to be playing it. We had fun. We got a fun little video out of it. We got challenged on Twitter, and we never accepted that challenge <laughs> um, again because of time. But um, yeah, so anyway, I'll, I'll skip right into what the game is. Uh, as we say, it's a deathmatch, okay. four-player deathmatch. Um, but it, the idea is that all the characters and all the, the kind of thing is designed as if it was hand-drawn in a notebook in a boring school class. So you're sitting there doodling in the corners or in the margins of your book and you come up with crazy characters and you think, you know, you talk to your mates at school and you say, oh, we should make a game. Or <laughs> mm. I, I used to do it at, at sort of junior school level going up to sort of being maybe up to 15, like design characters and things like this. And obviously it never went anywhere. Yeah. But that's the idea behind this, that um, all the characters are sort of hand scribbled with biros. Mm-hmm. Which gives it a kind of a unique aesthetic, really. Um, and then you run around, you've got your own special skills that each character has. Um, like one person can turn invisible, another person can throw their hat, Kung Lao style. Um, then, you know, you've got all different weapons from rocket launchers to grenades to shotguns and sniper rifles and stuff. So, from what I've played, it seems to be fairly fun but it does seem to be very throwaway. Okay. Do you have like, any trouble I, getting into matches? Nope. No, I was straight in uh, from every match that I've played. Mm-hmm. Sort of, it gives me an estimated wait time of about 50 seconds. Uh, I did have a fairly severe crash, well, hang, after finishing the tutorial. Mm. Okay. Um, it said loading and never went back to the menu. So, <laughs> close application, start again, hmm. great, you know, cool. Um... And yeah, as you said, it's kind of abrasive. It's very much like, especially going through the tutorial, you get like you get taught how to play the game by a little frog that's been dissected, and he's obviously the the notes in your biology book. Um, but he's he's very foul mouthed. He he says some nasty stuff about your mother and that kind of thing. Um, tries to be very self referential in the way that it doesn't really want to teach you how to play a first person shooter especially a more old-school first-person shooter. Mm. But then that kind of doesn't gel with the fact that some of it is actually quite complicated. Like, you have a special attack, you have two special attacks with each character, uh, and you cycle those with circle button, um, and then they each have their individual cooldown, so you have to, like, cycle in, then activate, then, like, cycle to the next one, or press triangle to go back to your guns and things like this. It's not like a a one-shot thing or you pull two different buttons to launch a like special a, attack. Yeah, like all, all of the specials you've got assigned in Overwatch or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. In in this one you actually have to select your special that you're going to use. Okay. And then use mm-hmm. the time to use it. So when you're in this kind of fast-paced arena shooter kind of thing, maybe that button presses one too far. Yeah. Especially like I was using this Tijuana Devil person who has the hat-throwing skill. Right. And but it's an aimed skill as well, so you have to press circle, select the skill you want, bring it up, aim, then fire. 
it's kind of it's a bit difficult. Yeah, um, yeah. It sounds like it doesn't. It wouldn't really be something you could quickly do to get out of of danger. Um, no, and I think that's part of the problem. I think it's uh, like the characters that I've played so far. None of them. I mean, it's it's essentially just a standard shooter. Yeah. You know, it's fun running around with a machine gun and going blap, blap, blap. But the the skills don't really add anything to it, mm. really. Um, that said, it's not as bad as some of the other reviews that I've heard. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I've got to go on, um, other than the fact that I don't think it looks great. And when it was revealed, just the the attitude, like the 90s attitude, just didn't work for me. Um, uh so yeah, it's kind of unfair for me to to lay any criticism against it without having spent any time with it myself. Um, sure. So. No, I mean, I it's probably something that I'll play to grab a couple of trophies, sure. and then you know, uh, and then delete it and never think about <laughs> it again. Certainly, nothing that's going to stick in my mind. But you know, it's nice that people are still. Is it nice? I don't know. Mm. This is the thing. Is it nice that people are still trying to do something with this genre? Or should we have moved on entirely? There's great stuff happening with this genre. It's just not happening on console. Um, yeah. Like, Quake Live is amazing. Quake Champions is looking pretty good. Well, I, I guess I was a bit unfair by saying, like, it's not on console. Like, there's still great shooters out there, including arena shooters. But, uh, yeah, it's tough to compete. Like, if you're trying to vie for someone's time of playing an arena uh an arena based shooter of any description you're you're fighting against games like overwatch like yeah. my i i don't set aside time to play something like drawn to death separate from my time to play anything else online multiplayer so it yeah. it's going to lose out <laughs> um no that's that's a fair point but it fits into it fits into that slot of if you are just playing playstation 4 and you have a plus subscription um it could i don't know uh serve its purpose for a short time until the next thing comes along. Like looking at the list of other games this month, um, it's the only multiplayer focused game. Like I was, I can run through that list if you want. Uh, yeah, 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 go for it. I've got it here as well. So, um, the actual, there's two games on this list that I think are great. Uh, love is in a dangerous space time, uh, is a co-op game, which we've talked about before. Um, you can play between two and four people and and you're all each, controlling a character that's walking around this spaceship and you have to move to different rooms that uh, operate different controls or different weapons. And you're, yeah. you're flying a ship through space. So it's a lot of cooperating to get things done. Um, that's a great game. That's a good get uh, for the for the platform. Um, and then 10 Second Ninja is also a really good game where you're like doing these mini puzzles, mini, mini platforming puzzles to take out some enemies and, and jump and will jump about uh it's time based it's a skill based thing yeah, it's a skill based like thing you get the three stars on every level exactly and- yeah Earl's, Earl's spent time with that uh when it was originally out on PC um and yeah that's a that's a good one for the platform also it's uh you're getting the PS- PS Vita and the PS4 versions yeah of that game so that's cool um but then the rest of the list I don't know about um there's Alien a game called Alien Rage um and then a game called Curses and Chaos. Uh, I don't know. Like, Alien Rage is a PS3 game. And then there's Invisimals, which is completely <laughs> not something I'd spend any time with myself. Um, <laughs> not now you've got, you know, Pokemon Go. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, it's worth saying Ten Second Ninja is a very good game, but I'm not a fan of the X version. Okay. Oh, uh, how come, though? They made it really difficult. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, it's a difficult game anyway. Sure. It's like, uh, but the original 10 Second Ninja, which, as we remember, was fighting Mecha Hitler mm-hmm. uh, in time, uh, time-honored video game traditions. Um, you'd be killing Nazi robots and stuff. And then they changed that up mm-hmm. uh, for the X version. I don't know whether because it was on console and you can't do Nazis, but then that would cross out wolfenstein so i don't know i don't know but they added a whole lot of stuff to it okay um and for me it it really doesn't flow as well like the good thing about the original version of the game was that you had um a very nice difficulty curve on it so it was tough and if you wanted those three stars on each level you still pretty much had to be like pinpoint accurate and think outside the box a little bit 
But here, right from the outset, as far as I remember, it's like, oh, you have the jumping shooting puzzles, but then on top of that, there are like electro lasers and insta-kill yeah. stuff and just made it a lot more complicated. And for me, I, we've discussed this at length on many podcasts and in our free time, is that I'm quite a purist when it comes to gameplay. Like, I don't, I don't see a lot of the stuff... You know, like Gang Beast, we can mention again, like the original version of Gang Beast had us laughing and crying and playing it every week that we could mm. when we when we had the multiplayer nights. And then the later versions, by the way, that game's still not out yep. <laughs> two and a half years later, but the, the later versions were just like not having as much fun. Like simply putting a sombrero on my character doesn't make it any better. You know? Yeah, also fe- felt like the gameplay itself, like that core gameplay, actually got worse as they overcomplicated it with different moves and and uh, changed it and ported it to different versions of the engine. Yeah, um, yeah. So it so yeah, like... Ten Second Ninja was was very similar for uh, for me. Like right. I really enjoyed the first game or the first version of mm-hmm. the game, and now this X version is out. There's a lot more meat on the bones. There's a lot to do. But I think even Earl bounced off it, and he really loved the first version. So yeah, I think so. Um, but I'll yeah, have to get some verification off Earl for that. But the, but. the version on, on PS Plus is the original one, so mm. uh, that comes Tom recommended. Um, okay, uh, so you thinking of spending more time with Drawn to Death than other than just getting some trophies out of it? I don't know. I've won. I've won every game I've played so far. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So, don't know. I guess if Again, you're feeling down, you can go play some of that then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just give myself a little bit of a boost. Um, but no, probably not. Okay. But that is the only new thing that's on my... Re- well, that I've actually had time to sit down and cool. play. Well, what are you looking forward to playing then? Well, you mentioned Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you recommended that before. Yeah. Um, I'm, I do want to play it. I did want to ask you first how it plays if you're alone. Uh, I don't think... I'm not even sure you can play it alone. No, I thought um, you did mention in the past at some point it had like an AI that helps you uh, out. Potentially, potentially so. I'm not 100% on that actually. It's been a while since I since I last played it. Um, okay. Yeah, that... I don't, I'll check that yeah. out, see if it happens. If not, I'll have to draft somebody in and see if anybody wants to come around for an afternoon. Right. Um, but that's on my list. And also I have bought... Mm. But haven't played yet. Um, Rain World. Okay, with the slug cat. Been on my rain, yeah, slug cat. Um, which seems to be like very different to what I imagined it being in my head. Okay, so I still really want to play it. What is it then? Well, it's a it's a hardcore platformer with survival elements in it. Okay. So, like, apparently, like slug cat dies very easily. Your little cute slug cat thing that goops around this uh, sort of post-industrial nightmare. Um, it can be killed very easily. Uh, the levels are really difficult, apparently, like mm-hmm. puzzling the platforms out and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, you have to collect some resources and try and survive, and like you can only sleep in certain areas to survive and things like this. So it seems like it's a... I thought it was just going to be a cute little hop around platform. <laughs> and it's, it, it's kind of like being billed now as like the Dark Souls of platforms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have to see how that goes sure um, um yeah i've heard some stuff about it it does sound interesting it doesn't it, like it doesn't really tell you anything about it uh and half the half of the fun of the game is figuring it out um yeah and then if you get caught in the rain you just dissolve i think yeah uh, something like that so you have to shelter in certain areas yeah but yeah it's definitely definitely on my list i i bought it so let's see if I get time this well, not this week because I'm away, <laughs> but if I get time to play it soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Lovers in Dangerous Space Time, Rain World, and then one for PC. Now that I have a PC, mm-hmm. I want to play Loot Rascals. Okay, yeah, that just came out, or is it coming out? Yeah, it came out like a week ago, oh, okay. two weeks ago. Yeah, mm. yeah. You so you play? Was it you who played that? Um, I beta tested it. Yes, for yes. an afternoon. Yeah, because I happen to live not very far away from where they were making the game. Okay. And they put a, a tweet out saying if anybody is in this area and wants to come down and play it. <laughs> like, okay. Mm. So I went down and it's a, a really cool new take on a roguelike mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. So um, it's turn-based. 
but you have a move cycle that activates day and night. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the enemies have different powers in the day and the night. So some may attack first in the day, some may attack first at night, etc. Um, and then you also have like a sort of trading card game mm-hmm. in there. So what I played in the beta, I don't know how much further this has gone since since I played it. Um, but you have an inventory slot where you collect these trading cards and you put the trading cards in your inventory slot to give you like power-ups and extra armor, mm-hmm. things like this. Um, but then depending on where the slots are, or they may have criteria which governs what slots they go in. So if it's like in an even-numbered slot, it might give you like minus two armor. Okay. So you have to resource manage and make sure that that is in an odd-numbered slot, which then could cause another power-up to to not work mm-hmm. correctly or, you know, things like this, or give you a negative status or something like that. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's very interesting. Sounds and good. it's all with the aesthetic, the kind of look of a 1980s British children's cartoon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got this really fun sort of, uh, like, expression about it. Um, I think you're... I think, the, like, the main guy that's talking to you is, like, a teapot. I don't know. It was a long afternoon. <laughs> but, yeah... <laughs> So those are the three that I'm lining up as cool. soon as I've saved the galaxy. Nice. Okay. Yeah. You're going to stick with Mass Effect three to the end. You think? I'm. I'm. Like I said, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. So I want to see what happens. Cool. I want to see where it goes with the story. Okay. Um, nice. Plus, you know, I'm a sucker for RPG type. Yeah. Games. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll get right into that for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Um. Cool. Um. So I've been playing Persona Five. It's the game that I was planning to get uh for for a long time and uh i'm glad that i got done with with zelda beforehand um because that would have been a real dilemma uh i've also been playing some mass effect but uh i'm i'm gonna set that aside and and focus on persona 5 because it is a game that i could easily spend a 100 hours with uh right it's is it everything you wanted it to be it's fantastic um okay i'll i'll go back and, and talk a little bit about what Persona is. So it's a, it's a Japanese RPG. It's, it's a huge hit. Um, I played a lot of Persona 4. I played, uh, some of all of them actually, like the main, the main series one, two and three before that. Um, and I started playing them because Giant Bomb played through all of Persona 4 over a hundred hours, all, uh, recorded and, and put up on their site like many years ago now. Um, and then I started playing it on PS2. Then it got re-released on PlayStation Vita under, uh, it was a game called Persona 4 Golden or The Golden. Um, and with that version, they added some, some new scenes and stuff. But, uh, it's a, it's a Japanese RPG where you're controlling, um, one character that has this special power of, um, being able to control m- multiple creatures called personas. Um, and then, you over the course of the game um gather up some like-minded individuals that have also got this persona power um but they only have their one whereas you can like capture additional ones fuse them together to create better ones uh where they like inherit different powers from each other and the combat is is really good it's like turn-based stuff where you um need to figure out what the weaknesses and strengths and resistances um, of the enemies are. So like this devil creature is uh, like susceptible to wind attacks or something like that, but then it's strong against fire. So if you use fire, it's kind of not going to do much damage. So it's like rock, paper, scissors, but nine different categories of, of stuff from <laughs> like curse and like biological. And then in Persona 5, there's also like guns and there's like limited ammo and then some creatures are weak to that. Um, but it's the main, the main series has always been about, uh, like school kids, um, in like on this adventure, like on this kind of dark adventure, actually like persona four, um, you're investigating, uh, murders. Uh, and I don't really want to talk about much of persona five and what, happens in it because uh i'll try and convince why you should play this without that but um half of what i'm enjoying from it is the story it's telling and how how it's uh proceeding mm-hmm. um i will talk about how 
goddamn amazing the game looks, sounds, and just the overall presentation of it. Um, I've played seven hours so far, and um, the music is brilliant. Like this sort of piano and like bass, like groovy, groovy, um, like jazz stuff going on throughout. Just an amazing soundtrack. Um, very, very Japanese. It takes place in uh, in and around uh, Shibuya uh, in in Tokyo. Um, and you're like riding the metro, uh, like having, having gone to Japan, there's all these little nice touches in and around the city and in the school that you go to and, and so on that, um, the, uh, reminiscent and, and sort of give a good sort of Japanese homely vibe. Um, it's an incredible like graphical style like it's very super stylized every single every single scene in the game is has these additional flourishes um which are important when you consider that you're going to be playing of the 100 hours or so that i might end up playing 70 of those could be uh combat like turn-based combat running around this dungeon encounters with uh enemies and 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 stuff like that but every single thing that happens in combat, all of the animations, all of the little ending of encounter screens and so on are all amazing to look at. Um, and in the seven hours I've played so far, I've not had to repeat anything. Like, it's still teaching me stuff because there's such a huge amount to consider. Mm-hmm. But I've not been left, like, uh, with other RPGs where I felt like, okay, well, now here's the rhythm and I'm going to be doing this very limited set of of um, actions for a long, long time. Like, they've piled so much into the combat um, that no encounter's been the same, and even when it gets into the rhythm where it's taught me everything I need to know and just I'm going to play the rest of it, like, there's they've already put so much into it. Like, uh, if you uh, get... Um, if you attack an enemy with their weakness, then they'll fall to the ground. And if all enemies that you're encountering, uh, that you have to fight in that encounter are on the ground, then you can do an all out attack. Like that's nothing new for persona, but then, um, they've brought back something, which I think was in the first couple of games where you can then interrogate and talk with the enemy. Like you can choose an enemy and you can either like converse with them to get items or money or join you, on your squad of personas. Right. Uh, and sometimes if you choose something wrong that they don't like, uh, they'll even like get up again and attack back. Like you'll, they'll catch you off guard kind of during this weird conversation where they're supposed to be weak and, uh, you're like bastering with them for their life. Um, and sometimes like they will even give up if that they're, they're like the last enemy left and they're, low on health they may even surrender and then you go into the same sort of conversation to try and win them over um and then yeah if if, uh if you get someone knocked down because it's their weakness then you get one more hit on them or on another enemy um and you can like tag in someone else who's got this baton like baton pass power and their next attack uh, they'll take it instead of you and their next attack will be more powerful. And there's l- like lots of combinations and ways in which you can just completely decimate uh, a, a group of like six enemies um, by combining loads of different uh, stuff. And as you, as you, um, as you attack and it works out whether it was, whether they're weak or resistant or whatever to, to the type of attack you're using, um, it will mark it so that when you like encounter them again, you can analyze and see, okay, they're weak to this and weak to that, but I don't have, I've run out of like magic power on this guy who has the fire attack and lots to, lots to consider. Um, and if you like, if you played Persona 4, this is just that times a hundred. It's, it's awesome. Um, have you played any Persona yourself, Tom? No, no. the The only thing I really know about Persona is the um, I saw the trailer mm-hmm. for Persona Five, and that was like one of the most stylish trailers ever yeah. released. <laughs> it's like, um, but that's literally all I know about it. And in my head, I keep getting confused with Danganronpa. Um, so <laughs> sure, and there's some the the stuff I like most about those two games are the same, like the style and the story. 
um, mm. and um, yeah, the characters as well. But obviously, they're different genres. Like one is more about um, puzzles and uh, relationship stuff, whereas this one it has a relationship ship stuff as well. Uh, but it's it's at heart a turn based JRPG. Um, yeah, the, the the that sort of relationship stuff in Persona is that. Um, the way that the game plays out is it will go through a day and night cycle right. where you're going to school, uh, you get up in the morning, you go to school uh, and you can choose what to do uh, with your day. Yeah, you can go to classes, you can hang out with someone or you can go to the dungeon um, and spend time trying to like work up to the next boss of that dungeon. Um, and, you will, you will get a game over state if you don't manage to take down the boss in the time it gives you. Like, it'll be, like, I'm, I'll try and come up with an example to not spoil it, but like, something bad's gonna happen if you don't defeat this next boss within 14 in-game days. Okay. Uh, so, you can spend all of that time in a dungeon, but then, uh, you might miss out on opportunities to go and stock up on equipment in the store. Uh, to explore different areas that you've not checked out before, to increase your intelligence um, by going to classes. And then the main one is to actually build, like improve your relationship status with different people in your party. Um, So you go with them and you hang out um, and you have like a cool scene where you get to know their character a bit better and sort of advances the plot in that that regard. But um, you also increase your sort of relationship with them and each one of your party members um, has a certain like archetype. Like one of them is the, the jester like uh, archetype. And whenever you're fusing personas together of that type, to, like when the new one is going to be of that type, they will get a bonus uh, to that fusion uh, based on the level of your relationship with that, the character of that type. So right. there's a lot of balancing everything out and not just spending time in the dungeon or spending time with relationships because you need to do a little bit of everything. And it's it's up to you in which order you want to do stuff. Uh, and something also that was added to Persona 5 is this online system. There's no online multiplayer or, or any, any real interaction with any other players, but it pulls data on what people chose to do on every given day. Uh, so that first, t- the first time this came up, it told me that eighty percent of players went into the dungeon on that first day that they were uh, allowed to choose. So, yeah. and then it showed some different options of like, okay, fourteen uh, percent hung out with this guy, thirteen percent, so you know, four percent went home, or so it gives you a good sort of idea of what's available, but also what might be the smart idea. Sort of the telltale game. Yeah, but it, it um, stats, surfaces but actually, it in advance. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh, in advance. Yeah, yeah. It so tells it's like you. Ask, ask the audience before you actually go in. Kind there. Kind of. Kind of yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, and and that's pretty cool. And then in, in the dungeon, like they've added more stuff to it, so it's not just a case of um, trying to sneak round people by waiting for their backs to be turned and then moving past them. Like each room is more involved, and there's like traversal and um, hidden items that you can find. And you can take cover behind tables and chairs and sofas and stuff um, to like leap from cover to cover to get through the room without being seen. There's like even a stealth element to the game. Like there's so much going on that um, I don't think I'm going to be bored with it. Uh, that said, yeah, that there's so much going on. Mm. How easy would it be for somebody to come who's never played the series before? So I come into Persona. Yeah. Um, I think it's the most friendly for that so far. Um, granted, I, I had watched the entirety of Persona 4 before I even tried playing it. And yeah. I've come off of that experience with this one. So I already knew about the, uh, Persona stuff, the fusion stuff, the relationships, the, the day cycle. Um, but, and some of the combat, like the weaknesses and strengths, but all of the way in which it is taught, all of the new stuff is very well considered. It doesn't feel overwhelming. It feels like a grand adventure as you're going along. Um, that's a difficult one to say. Like if I'd, if I'd be able to recommend that and and 
not put someone off like after their first five hours feel like okay this is this is overwhelming but uh (laughs) i feel it's definitely worth worth doing that if you've been thinking about playing a game like this this is such an amazing uh game within that genre like it's it's incredible and i think i made a really good choice of what to spend the next few weeks playing really sure uh there's not not really anything big coming out until the end of the year now like i i missed all of those games that i've been talking about for the last few weeks that like Stu's been playing for example um and they're going to be there for me after this but there's not really anything else on the release schedule uh other than hopefully some nice surprises like smaller games um i think the only thing yeah ukulele is coming out it will have already come out by the release of this podcast which i i I kick-started that game um I'll spend some time with that. That's a like N64 style banjo kazooie uh, spiritual successor. Yeah. Um, that is just when, it's pushing to just be exactly that, like as if nothing had advanced in the industry since the N64. And I'm, I'm still waiting to hear back to see if that was a good idea or not. Because yeah. having played through something like Fahrenheit last year. Um, <laughs> Uh, and I played Red Dead Revolver as right. well, so both both PS2 era kind of well known games. Like okay, Fahrenheit was always considered to be a bit weird yeah. and janky, but yeah. um, Red Dead. I mean, you can't deny the influence they had. Like from Fahrenheit, we ended up getting stuff like um, Beyond Two Souls and Heavy Rain and these kind of games. Mm. And Red Dead Redemption, uh, Red Dead Revolver, obviously led into Red Dead Redemption, which was a huge leap. So that game must have been fairly well received. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, going back to playing them <laughs> wasn't particularly a fun experience for both of them. Yeah, the the better games that know um, they know what to use from the past, but still yeah. be relevant, like um, Shovel Knight, for example. Like it feels like a retro game, but it's learned so much um, from other games and its contemporaries over over the years that um it hits the right notes while still feeling nostalgic uh, yeah yeah it's interesting i'm looking forward to trying it but i also don't i may even be in a worse state than those that played those original games because i didn't like i didn't have an n64 i've played a bit of banjo kazooie and banjo tooie on the rare replay like um re-release stuff on xbox one but uh i don't have that nostalgic uh sense so it could fall completely flat for me um but i'm gonna throw it at lorena who's currently playing zelda which i'm pleasantly surprised with um she's getting along with that one uh we'll see how far she gets because there's some pretty extreme stuff in there that you kind of you learn how to play that game based on having played other games of its type like it's a it's not all it seems uh that right okay the world like there's more there's more to it than just grand adventure um But yeah, Persona 5, I'd highly recommend it. I don't know if you have the time or the... Uh, not at the moment, but I'll add it to my list. Because <laughs> I, I want to yeah. play, based on Stu not shutting up about it, I really want to play near Autonom- uh, Automata. Automata. Um, because a lot of people I follow on Twitter as well are just going absolutely apeshit mm-hmm. about that game. Um, like saying it's it's changed the face of video games forever and stuff like that. And that's kind of high <laughs> yeah. praise. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty high praise. Um yeah, I have to see for myself on that one as well. Yeah. Um, but there are some games, like, I guess you you haven't uh, got a Humble Monthly subscription because you've not had a PC for, for ages. Yeah, I, I stopped my Humble Monthly just because I ended up having, well, again, still too many games yeah. and then not having a PC at all <laughs> made it That's a good difficult. reason to cancel, Yeah, for yeah. honest. Um, I kept mine going because it's always, like, there's a nice surprise on there. The, the number of times I've actually played something from for, uh, from those games is still limited, but I do dip yeah. into some stuff here and there. And this this month's been great. Um, they already said up front that we were getting The Witness, which, <laughs> unluckily for me, I already have. Um, yeah. But that's a great game, and that's that was an expensive game. If you if you boil it down to it's a puzzle game. It's, it's way yeah, more than it's that. One of the but finest puzzle games. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, I think that's always a dangerous reduction. Yes, it is. Um, 
But yeah, I saw there was something else in there. Event Zero that uh, yeah. I, I really want to play. Yeah, same here. It's a game where you're like on uh, an abandoned spaceship, I think. Um, something like that. And you're like having to interface with this fake computer in the game, like this fake AI in the game. Yeah. Um, that seems really cool. That got some high praise last year. Um, that's something that I've had on my wish list as something that I'd want to play. So I'm really happy that I got it as part of yeah. my subscription. And then Black Mesa is the um, Half-Life fan remake, um, which yeah. I think, I don't know if it's actually now finished or if it's still in early access, but that I think there's enough in that game now that it's it's worth jumping on and playing through. And um, that seems really cool as well. I'm glad uh, I have that one. Um, and then there's Tumblestone. I don't know if you played Tumblestone. I have got Tumblestone on PS. That was PS Plus, I believe. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I believe so. Yeah, Tumblestone is a puzzle like match three type thing. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, got it was. It's, it's got a local multiplayer mode, online multiplayer mode, and then like a story. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll play some of that. Um, it's all right. It's no tricky towers, but it's all right. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, and then a game called Layers of Fear, which is a first person. Horror exploration game. <laughs> yeah, it's a spook you up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last few are Kingdom New Lands, which is a, like a retro stylized, um, 2D platformer from the looks of it, mm-hmm. uh, where you're on horseback. Uh, and then there's some games that were, um, released with this bundle, like launched with this bundle, a game called Slime San, which looks like a Super Meat Boy-esque, um, hardcore platformer. Yeah. And then a game called Jaunes, uh, which is a Philadelphia, uh, developed game. Um, which is just, it's like chess, but you get to cha- change all the rules and, um, there's like a thousand different ways of, of playing that game. And then there are user created rule sets that you can load up and play online and play locally. Uh, you like moving tile pieces around and if they, if the sort of dominoes number on it is higher than the one you're jumping onto, then you'll destroy that piece. Uh, I haven't played it myself. I, I spent some time like moving around in the tutorial and, and watching some videos. So um, all around a pretty good humble. And it's kind of Not weird to talk. Far. It's weird to talk about it. Um, considering the me- the model there, which is that these games that we're talking about now, this month's bundle, you can't get. If you're listening to this yeah. and it sounds like, oh, that's a good bundle, I'll get that. You can't. Yeah, you can't, yeah. <laughs> um, but hopefully from that, I'll be able to pick out some games that are worth recommending and, and get some coverage sure. of. Sure. I'm going to, after the podcast, go and poke around in the other free stuff from uh, PS Plus sure. this month. Or maybe boot up Rain World. Mm. Let's see. Yeah, you I should do. But yeah. yeah. Um, as I said, I'm pretty set for the next few months with Persona 5. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> So this week in the news, uh, it was formally announced that there was, there is a Destiny 2 this year. I think it's got a September release date. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is coming out on PC. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've confirmed whether there's cross compatibility on platforms. Like there wasn't between X1 and PS4, uh, for I've the, not heard for the original. Yeah. That would be cool, but, uh, I don't know where I'd play that. Like probably PC, to be honest. Um, yeah. You were, you were quite, like, we both played quite a lot of the original. Um, but well, it was the, it was the game I got with my PlayStation. Right. Uh, and I kind of missed, uh, the peak of, of that game's first few months because I went away for a month to Japan, uh, mm. just after it launched. So I played the first couple of weeks. Uh, I'd count, I'd come back and everyone had leveled past me. Uh, and I never recovered from that. Like I, um, got access to some of the DLC, but have never done any of the raids in that game. Never seen any of the later content. Um, well, I've done, I've done a raid. Okay. Mainly because, I mean, we were discussing this the other day, but it was uh, mainly because that game really puts the onus on you having friends and time. Yes. Yes. And we were comparing it to something like World of Warcraft, where you would get involved in a raid, but you would meet people from your guilds yeah. or whatever, right. and you, like 
everybody would be there and and you could meet strangers in the game who'd be like, oh, I really want to do this with you or whatever. Yeah. Or I'm, I'm doing this mission, you know, come and help. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's very different Whereas, considering, like, compared to this and to some extent the division, which were, like, you have to kind of have a plan of bringing people in. Like, it doesn't... But even, no, even in the division going on the... You could matchmake. Right, yes, you're right. Into the events. Yeah. And the the problem was, even in Destiny, you could matchmake for the smaller missions. Mm. You just couldn't matchmake for the raids. And the way the raids were built, like, I fully understand why. But, like, the only raid that I did was using a website to find a crew <laughs> yeah. that were going in there. Um, like... And I went in, and four of those people had done it before. There was only two of us that hadn't done it before. Mm. On the Vault of Glass, like the first, the first raid one, that yeah. they released. Yeah. And it still took us four and a half hours of solid, unquittable game time. Like, uh, like you couldn't uh, save and continue either, right? No, not at all. You just have to, once you're in there, you either screw up your party by leaving, <laughs> you know, because they can't match make somebody else into take replaced, your place. Yeah. No. Oof. Or you stick it out to the end. Yeah. So after that first raid, which I completed, and I didn't even get the rare armor from it or something, yeah, because there's only then a chance that you get the rarest treasure from it. Hmm. So you have to, like, keep doing they it. wanted you to, like, farm the raids, you know? I'm like, I don't have the time or ability to sit there for four and a half to six hours. It sounds awesome. Like, yeah. No. Like, if I could have done that with the time I had. Uh, like as a as a kid or as a as oh a yeah when I was like eighteen like ideal. sixteen to twenty I would have been fine yeah. you know even to twenty five I probably would have been <laughs> fine with doing that yeah but not having anybody around who was playing it mm. that I knew meant finding like finding forums for you know strangers getting in there hoping they were all right people hoping you didn't screw their game time up <laughs> that much you know by being a full noob yeah and then even that you could even finish the raid. Yes, uh, it just it just meant that they gated off a lot of content to me. Mm. Yeah. So, what do you think with with Destiny Two coming out this year? Like, is is the good stuff in that game enough for you to to play it at launch or around launch? Or you depends it depends if they change the the system around. Like, I, yeah. I did enjoy the game. I enjoyed the world building. I I enjoyed a lot of the lore around there, and like my my pistol wielding. Uh, Guardian was quite the beast by the end of it, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I just don't really agree with gating off the best weapons, the best stuff for people who maybe don't have access to that level of time or can commit to a five-hour session where you're just literally not doing anything else. Right. You know, um, if they've changed that around, I think there's enough good stuff in Destiny to to bring me to bring me back. And the fact that everybody's characters get wiped. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, ha ha ha! All you guys that kept playing it. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. Uh, it's good for us. It gives us a chance to get on board from the start. I wonder if they will continue, uh, like try and retain that for the rest of of their time with Destiny, because um, mm. they had talked about it being like a ten year plan. And this this came out in twenty. What was it? Fourteen. 2014 I think yeah. yeah yes it was actually definitely 2014 yeah um I'm I'm curious about it but not necessarily going to get it just again yeah for me it depends on if we uh, uh, whether it looks like we're going to have time t- to be able to play together um sure. otherwise I'll play yeah. something that's way more focused on what I'm able to play like I think I think this is the key and I don't think I think we're getting to that point in our adult lives as well, where it's like, well, I'm going to play the stuff that I enjoy, you know, right. and I'm not going to yeah. sit through, I'm not going to spend £60 on the new decks at Destiny and then play it over and over again at the expense of another equally awesome game. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to choose something that um, I am in control of and it's not going to come down to circumstance of whether I get a good time out of it or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, with that in mind, uh, there's a game called Battlegrounds, which just came out and is a, like a f- huge seller um, on Steam. Uh, it's made by this guy, this guy called uh, Player Unknown, who I think he was famous for some of the mods for Daisy. 
right. uh, some of the sort of game modes in that. Uh, and this one is ostensibly Battle Royale. Like, um, you're all like this. I don't know how many players it is, but you are in a um, plane and you basically parachute out the back. Like, you choose what point to jump out and that will dictate where on this remote island you land. Yeah. And then it's last man standing uh, to, like, go around the island and, and kill the rest of the players. Uh, it's, intri- it's an intriguing... I said there was, like, an ever-decreasing circle where if you're outside oh, of that circle okay. as well, you, you start bleeding out. That makes... So you can't just hide up a tree. Yeah, because I was wondering how they were going to stop single sessions from being like 10 hours long <laughs> with just you having to scour the re- remainder of the map. Uh, that, yeah. yeah, that is uh that's a clever, clever setup. They got there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they had, uh, they had, yeah, it's just like an ever decreasing circle of play where okay. I think you can be outside of it briefly, but you will bleed every, sure. all the time that you're out there. So you end up dying. Oh man, that sounds good. It sounds like, yep. I haven't played a multiplayer only thing for a while. Um, I might get on that. I'm not sure. Uh, Let's have a look at it. Let's see if my aging laptop will handle it. Um, right. Uh, we can have a look. Doesn't seem Although, super high tech, but yeah, what's up? No, I was just saying I, I am going away for a week now, though, so it's probably not the best time for me to buy another game. <laughs> sure. No, no, for sure. Um, cool. Um yeah, I'll speak to Hush and see see how he's been getting on with that game. Yeah. Um that's all I've got for for topics for this week. Tom, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh no, I'm good. I'm good. Uh I'm going to go back in and start doing some research for the next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um so thanks for listening. Um around the site we have just done an elusive target. Uh that's number or Hitman. number 23. Yeah, so uh that was good fun. It was a pretty short one. Uh, that's available on YouTube now. Uh, and we'll get it up on Facebook as well. Yep. Uh, and if you have not visit, visited our site or our Facebook or our Twitter, then, uh, go do that. So go play that.com. Uh, from there, you can access all of the stuff we've got. Uh, we've got, um, pretty healthy channel over on YouTube. Every follower is, uh, greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, subscribe and like all over the internets. Um, and thank you very much for listening again. And, uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks time for episode 82. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, yeah.